0: What up? What it do? Music Corner. i like to welcome everybody out tonight. Welcome all the new Marathon members. To the experience of a lifetime. I need y'all hands up, though. Yeah, look. No, I don't want your love. That's not why y'all make music. Oh, myself, I told myself back then that I would do this, and I always looked so out of reach and just seemed so confusing. Use that I found my place in life a young black man that seemed so useless. And I don't want no help. Just let me suffer through this The world would not know Jesus Christ if there was never Judas This knife that's in my back could be the truth that introduced us And the distance in between us is the proof of my conclusion So life is what you make it I hope you make a movement Hope your opportunity survives the opportunist. Hey, open hey, as you hey, walk hey. across the sand you see my shoe print And you follow till it change your life cause it's all evolution And I hope you find your passion cause I found mine in this music But I hope it's not material cause that's all an illusion all in collusion This racist institutions Double standard Acting like they not the reason Why we ruthless But tonight is And look at where I'm standing. Y'all can say it's luck, but I know that it's planning. Shout out to the pain, pain that pain, gave pain. me understanding. <laughs> Shout out to my gang that turned into a savage. <laughs> you and it's not ego-driven, it's not me boasting and bragging. This road I chose to go down, hard to slow down when in traffic. In order for me to grow, I had to let go of some habits. And it's easy to say I'm on now because you see it and it happened. But before it ever did, I had to believe and get it cracking. So I'm going to take you back then, 32 shots in my Mac 10 with a dream
1: on Alright, that was Bigger Than Life by Nipsey Hustle. Happy late birthday to Nip right there.
2: Happy late birthday, Mr. Hustle, and this is the MC Podcast. I am your host, MC. Alongside of me is my good friend, Johnny. How, How are you doing? today? Doing How's okay. your mental health? How's your curls?
1: <laughs> it's all good on this side right here. It's all good. It's all good on the west side?
2: Yep. The best side?
1: <laughs> Happy birthday, MC Hustle, right there. That song is called Bigger Than Life, and that's really what, that's what he was, Bigger Than Life. Well, today's episode, we, it's starts it starts off a little heavy, but I promise you, you know, we will pay homage to the great. And we're also gonna talk about about giving flowers to people when they're here and present with us and not only when they're gone. And MC is a prime example of somebody who was great way before he even got recognition. He was great before he even had an album. And it was only until after he passed away that people saw the true greatness of him. And I think that's one of the saddest things that about his death is that, in his death, his memory flourished. You know, that he was getting all kind of accolades, all kind of awards, all kind of respect. But while he was here, um, it wasn't as prevalent. And I can say that it just started to happen for him in the mainstream media, but it was long overdue. Most definitely. I remember seeing MC Hustle in a concert. In 2014 at the Majestic Theater with my cousin Ronald. Shout out to Ronald. Hot boy, Ronald. But at that concert, I'll tell you right now, we drove like two and a half hours to see him up and back on uh, the day before Halloween. And I remember the venue, it was not packed. It was not sold out. For real? For real. It was not sold what out. Where's the Majestic Theater at? Ventura. Ventura. Okay. Yeah, it was not sold out. And the fans that were there... I mean, maybe forty of us. You know, he uh, came out with Dom Kennedy. Shout out Don Kennedy. And he Kennedy. And he rocked that show. And I just remember, like, man, and now I'm glad I got to see him in person. When he was here, when when he played that uh, "Blizzard Got No Name" value mixtape at his concert, when he gave us a show. So shout out to Nip, rest in peace. You are missed. So,
2: I I never saw him. In, I never saw him in concert, so mm-hmm. I didn't really have anything to go off with that one.
1: No, no. In the south, the, did you guys hear about Nip in the South?
2: Uh, Nipsey really didn't get famous until he was already living out here, because oh. I heard about Nipsey whenever Crenshaw, the Crenshaw tapes came out, Volume One. Okay. That's when I first heard about him.
1: I got that in my car right now, actually.
2: For real? The CD. Yep.
1: In my tape and deck. I, and,
2: <laughs> and I thought it was weird because everybody didn't really start listening to Nipsey until he did a uh, killer with Drake.
1: I mean you're right. You know it's for me actually. My last name used to be my lifestyle. People start fucking with Nipsey when to that song with um. Lloyd. Uh, I'm feeling myself. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling myself. People I didn't I like l-
2: that song that much. <sighs> it's that okay. was it,
1: what, Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. It just wasn't. My, it wasn't my favorite Nipsey song. I feel it. I, feel I still it. like Blue Laces, the first one, not the second one.
1: Blue Laces, Chuck Taylor's.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Slauson Boy. That was my second favorite mixtape by Nipsey.
1: Okay, okay. I see. You a fan. You you cool. You straight. You straight.
2: I listened to him before Victory Lap. Trust me.
1: Okay. I was in the marathon. I found out I was still running. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, though, I just want to talk about... So today, what we got planned for today?
2: Well, before we get into that, shout out to the Marathon Shop for still staying open. Still getting, uh, still getting um, orders out. Shout out to them for keeping Nipsey hustle the way he wanted it to be. Vector 90 is still, or Vector 60, Vector 90, I think it's Vector 90. Vector 90 is still striving. Shout out to them. Um, Shout out to Lauren London for keeping everything up and keeping everything going, that Nipsey's legacy will live on forever, and hopefully what he has put in place in Crenshaw, Slauson's, the whole South Central, basically, what he has put in place for them to strive Hopefully, is it keeps going. Hopefully, it just gets better from here.
1: Yeah, and that biopic will be dope when it come out in fifteen years. <laughs> I don't want. S- I don't know. Nobody can do Nipsey like Nip. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Until we get another one. Uh, not n- ne- there'll never be another Nipsey. But there will never be another Nipsey. Never. Just like there would
2: never be another Pac. There would never be another Big. There would mm-hmm. never be another Jay Z. There would never be another Nas. There would never be another. When Ludicrous.
1: When, when I heard you say "uh" pop, I said pop Like oh okay You're talking about Pop Smoke Oh Pop Smoke too There'll never be another one of him Man you know what I'll sleep about I'll sleep on his music To be honest And uh Until so you heard the woo too Nah I heard Dior, she Dior. with the Wu. Yeah I was like Oh shit Fuck with the woo Okay young f- Damn Young Wu Tang You know it's crazy too Like uh, uh I saw a video of The woo video With 50 in it And I was like He got 50 out He got 50 back They're related Stop it
2: like down down the line somehow. Damn, it l- it it's l- not it's not immediate.
1: But you know what though, he had the, he had the fifty five, like fifty gonna give him the king of New York title. He should have after he got it back from a uh, six nine. <laughs> oh my God, we're not talking about him right now. Okay, just beep that part out. Oh yeah, beep. <laughs>
2: there we go. There we go. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Nipsey. Shout out to everything he's done. Uh, everything's still thriving. The marathon is still continuing to this day. We yeah. haven't stopped. I yeah. haven't stopped.
1: Now, I got a question for you. If you had to name, like, you have to make a rap group, five MCs, that'll drop the dopest album. I'm talking about chemistry, flow, similarities, not similarities. No, nah, that's us not be 5 Let's do three artists to form, to make an album. Which three would you pick, Dead or Alive?
2: Kind of like a, uh, are you talking about like an album like Wash the Throne?
1: Like, Watch Your Throne, so yeah, that'd be okay. similar. Our, uh, *Damian Marley and Nas, album, you know, Patience. Is that Patience called Patience?
2: Uh, I think the it might have been called Patience. I know that was the biggest song off the album, but I don't remember the name of the album anymore. But,
1: yes, yeah, so like, wh- what threw it you put together for that?
2: Bob Marley, J. Cole. Bob Marley, J. Cole. And I'm going to throw you for a twist, Lil Mac Dre. Little Mac Dre. I'm gonna throw in, I'm gonna put it, put him in the mix. A little bit of Mac Dre. Okay, okay.
1: For me, it would definitely be uh, for an album like straight up, like an album that'd be straight fired from start to finish, production wise, beat wise, everything. I'll put J. Cole, Andre Three Stacks. And then I'll probably have to throw in like um I w- I wouldn't say Nas because uh the album will have a nice deep feel to it, but it wouldn't be um it, it wouldn't be like a straight radio album. It'll be just deep and that's fine with me too as well. But I think I have to throw in either uh, Kanye West or Drake. I know it sounds blasphemy to say, to say Drake, but I think with Drake you might see it you might see him d- dig a little deeper. His Ghost my writer Might Get Deep? You know, our Kanye West is Kanye come on with the uh, the samples, the deep shit. You know, shit from 1935, <laughs> backwoods of Georgia, yeah. recording on a 10 Cup and a, <laughs> oh God. And a Sonogram type of song. That shit'll be fire, actually.
2: I think a Bob Marley and J-, J. Cole album would be dope. Yeah, I'm on. Or a Damon Marley and J. Cole album would be dope. Or a Ziggy Marley. Or mm. a
1: Skip Marley.
2: Or a Skip Marley.
1: Hey, speak of shot to boy Skid and Marley out there dropping bangers lately. He heard some song with uh, um, Ariana, Ari Lennox? I
2: haven't yet. I've seen it, Ooh, but I haven't heard hey it yet. it is
1: nice. And his song with uh, the remix with Wale, Rihanna.
2: Ooh, Shadas 2 is supposed to be coming out soon. Shada's 2? Did you watch shot uh, uh,
1: I heard it. I mean, I, saw, I see it, but I never watched
2: it. Oh, you need to watch that movie.
1: One of the classic ones. It's like, is it paid in full? What you making?
2: Yeah, it's all subtitled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that patois. Yeah, you can't understand a
2: word they're saying. In some parts. You You can't you can most of the movie, but in some parts. You can't, but I can. No, you can't. I got money on it. Bum the clock. (laughs) Bum the clock. That's
1: not the word. First of all, I know Jamaican.
2: You know Jamaican Patois? Don't look it up.
1: Not, I'm not. Get Don't look at me, look at yourself. <laughs> what are we doing? Don't worry, I'm, I'm reaching to the bag. Oh, God. I'm reaching in the bag, okay? Johnny's in
2: his bag, he's about to get his curls back. <laughs> Johnny's in his bag, and he's about to get his curls back. You bitches better be on the lookout.
1: Stop it. Young Johnny Stop Walker it. over here? Pardon me? Johnny Walker? <laughs> Young Cash Man? Young Johnny May Cash? No, nah, no, nah, that's, that's trash. That's not trash. Fuck you. Hey, how do you feel about country music in general? No. What are, what are we talking about right now? Well, I was going to call somebody up there that speaks Patois, but uh, my phone's broke right now, and I can't find the number. Oh, okay. Anyway, real Jamaican. From, the fr- from <coughs> Kingston. Have you ever been to Jamaica? No. I've not never yet. been
2: I've only been to Mexico. Is that
1: where you got Juanita? Damn, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know Spanish. Don't make fun of her like that.
2: You started it. Wow. You think I went to is Tijuana and
1: picked her up? No, like, like, like.
2: Think I was just like, "Yo, I'll marry you. Go get your green card."
1: Not, as, not 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 Tijuana, but somewhere different. That's like why I went was Tijuana. Like Ro- Rosarita, Rosarita is right there, like La Paz.
2: No, I like went to Coco Bongos.
1: Okay, anyway, so what we got next on the podcast? So, we're so in the you jacket. asked me about
2: country music.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shout out Kane Brown and Nelly. I saw that. It was nice. Nelly got his <laughs> thing. He got his twang still. That He's boy. Hey, Tim Nelly. McGraw didn't take it from him. Hey, Nelly was the first Kane Brown, if he could sing.
2: <laughs> That's true. I'll give, I'll give you that one.
1: But uh, Kane Brown gets a lot of hype, though.
2: Yeah, he does. He's from Atlanta, I think, too. Or Alabama, one of those two.
1: Damn, you think his wife is white? Probably. Damn, shady. Is that bad? Now I hope he also be a black wife from the random People's Parade in the country music scene. Hey, can you talk about country music? Country music is just like hip hop. Country music and rap are two of the same genres, just different beats behind it. That's why it works so well together. In country music, you talk about uh, my pickup truck, maybe my 6'4, drinking on a pack of Bud Light, sipping a bottle, of p- sipping on that Remy. My girl broke my heart. That can bitch done left me. The comparisons are Can there. Can we talk
2: about something? No, they're not compared.
1: Yes, they are. The same fucking co- the same context.
2: Okay, so how do you feel about racist rap that's uh, the country hop? What? You hear about you don't know about that? No. What? Okay. Then you don't know shit, so you shouldn't be comparing the two. Play, play, play me. Play I'm me. not playing any of that on here.
1: How do you know about that? like you
2: cop. You lo- why are you looking that shit up? I wasn't looking it up. Genius did a whole thing about it.
1: Well, fuck Genius. They ain't that smart over there, are they?
2: Yeah, because I didn't know about it and obviously (laughs) you didn't So (laughs) they brought something to light That neither one of us knew about (laughs) No,
1: no no. So anyway, let's move on real quick
2: Okay, where are we moving on to?
1: How do you feel about the presidential uh, Running mate nominee, Kamala Harris
2: I did not do my due Diligence and look anything up about her
1: I mean, uh, did you hear about Well, I'll just just take a little bit about her real quick Just to get off the top of your head and tell me how you feel about her there's a lot of things going on right now about Kamala Harris being the one in charge. Before of we
2: start this, can we do something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. What Alright, are you trying to do? On. See if he answers. Looking at it right now. I got money on it.
1: You have reached the <laughs> 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 Why should I call Major. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> All right. Anyway, like I said, let's get some substance back into this Sorry, podcast real quick. So people are saying now Kamal Harris was a DA responsible for the prosecutor of the Oscar Grant case. and uh, you know about Fruitville Station, correct? Say it again. Do you know about Fruit Fruitville, Fruitville Station and uh, Fruitville Station. Yeah, well, Oscar Grant, he was shot by the cop.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, people say that she was a prosecutor that didn't prosecute the cop or whatnot or whatever happened. That's not true, she wasn't in the office then. And people keep saying that Kamala Harris is a, um, she basically, w- she basically she put parents in prison for not having the kids go to school, uh, sp- single parents. they're gonna put them in prison, they put someone in prison or in jail for that. And she's getting a lot of bad ra- she's getting a bad rap right now. She, she did a lot of fucked up shit as a prosecutor, but what I can't give her credit on for what I read so far is that she did not prosecute a lot of marijuana cases. She refused to do that. She also didn't prosecute. She also didn't prosecute a lot of um, children, a lot of girls who were in the prostitution. She got them help instead, of prosecuting them, which is a good thing because a lot of pr- a lot of people, <coughs> a lot a lot of uh, prosecutors are giving them girls records, and uh, and uh, basically like uh, giving them fucking over their lives so far, or something that's illegal that they're being forced into. She did get them help, and she also did...
2: She didn't, or she did get she them she help? Did, she got them help. Okay.
1: And she also started a program uh, to help former incarcerees, former convicts, into the world to get them uh, the job schooling, to help them better assimilate society after they got out of jail. So she, okay. she did a couple good things, too. But as a prosecutor now, especially in America, you're forced to do a lot of things that you would not normally do, and that is a numbers, that is a numbers game about that. When you're a prosecutor you are giving these cases to the charge or not charged. So it's a very heavy job, and it has a lot of guilty people in it. You know, and a lot of prosecutors are dirty, it's all about numbers. How many, how many guilty cases did you get? How many convictions did you get? And that's the bad part. Yeah. About doing that job. Now, my question is, do you hold her accountable for prosecuting people that may have been innocent, and can you forgive that, and elect her to be president? She was, she vice was- Vice president. <laughs> yeah, vice president, sure. Joe <laughs> Biden. He's gonna croak when he gets <laughs> in. Yeah, she'll take over. Oh, I can't I can't be president I can't be president no more because I'm going so see now. Now, can you forgive her for those uh, trespasses of the world in California? She was touted as one of the most progressive DAs that California has ever seen. Get
2: I would say yes and no because I don't know the full uh, I don't know the full extent of the ones that she did that she may have prosecuted that were innocent. But I I can't thank her for not prosecuting young children.
1: Now, let me tell you this right now. There's a guy named Kevin Cooper over there in prison still for life for a crime he did not commit. For a crime he did not commit.
2: And Kamala Harris was the person who did it?
1: He's still in jail right now. There's DNA evidence out there that will prove he didn't commit the crime. and He's still in jail. Kamala Harris and the DA's office refused to test the DNA that would set him free. Now... To me, that's fucked up. I think no, that I can't forgive somebody who did that. Well, see, I didn't know that. I you're,
2: did. you're giving me information that I didn't know. That's that curveball, real quick. But that's what I just said.
1: Yes. Yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> I, it's a yes <laughs> and no because I don't know the stories. It's for me. It's yes and no as well. I mean, me knowing all that shit too, I still might vote for them in office because I feel like right now it's lesser two evils. And I know I'm. I know you're going for jo- for Joe Jorgensen, and I totally support you on that fact. And I think you should vote for her. But me, I can't, I can't do it because I feel like
2: it's a vote for Trump at the end of the day.
1: It's a vote for yourself. Fuck Trump. You vote for no, yourself. No, it's a
2: vote for. Y- it's a vote. I- <laughs> if you think about it, you, it's a vote for Trump because she's not going to get elected. So if I go, if I go vote for her, it's a vote for Trump. But if I go vote Biden, it's a vote for Biden. But if I don't go vote at all, it's another vote for Trump. It, it, it's a, it's a win lose situation. It's a lose lose situation. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I totally. But for me, I think I, I see it like this. Even if she gets, like, 10% of the votes, that's a big number to a third-party candidate. It's a huge and number. And tha-
2: that's another thought that I have. It's like, I should go vote for her to at least try. Yeah. But it's like, because I didn't vote for Biden, Trump's going to be president again. Oh, shit.
1: But the if election. I don't
2: vote at all, Trump's going to be president again. If I, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I need a video. Why didn't you do that? <laughs> I'm so close to the mic right now. I'm like, damn it, you're kissing it. Did you it can f- hear me now. Oh, God, you're so gay. Stop it. That's gay. Don't say stuff like that. You're gay. That. Pause, bro. Pause don't, don't pause. don't lick the mic. You got a glizzy in your mouth the right mic. now. <laughs> 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 you got a glizzy? You got the glizzards? I got a question for you. So you I mean I throw th- suck in the glizzy? <laughs> Stop it. I got, I got a question for you. It's so <laughs> so like a fucking 90-year-old <laughs> man We're laughing over there. Shit. Hey, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you?
2: That's the first Cut thing you go. <laughs> that's the first thing you go to at the barbecue with a hot dog's at?
1: <laughs> what the fuck? A hot link? Yeah. Can you give <laughs> me some buns for that dog? He <laughs> 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 think he's so funny with no light laughing? I don't care. It's funny. It's just about you, so you ain't laughing. <laughs> hey, did, hey, did you hear about uh the shot to cancel Rick and Morty?
2: Yeah, I heard about that it w- I mean, I didn't see the video yet But I guess it's a pretty sick video Man, no,
1: the video is trash Like, honestly, it's just um, does, con- does context matter to you? Is a big question If context matters and is, it com-
2: is it funny? Or is it just being fucked up to be fucked up?
1: I think it's being um, I don't want to defend it Because actually just hit the in, the in today's climate And what's especially going on with Save the Children The hashtag I can understand What it, is the video? It's the video of like him walking in, it's a little baby on the floor or something like that, and he's like beating the baby, like grabbing it. It's like a fake baby though, and the video is pretty old, and um, he does he does he does really, like. It's of hey uh, Rick and Morty. No, or it's, it's the, the creator. It's the creator. It's like from years ago. Is he like? The video is him doing a parody of serial killers, killing serial killers as their babies and abusing them as oh. babies. So the context of the video is like a parody on Dexter. So you know Dexter went out killing other serial killers? Yeah. The parody is of Dexter killing serials, like, okay, look, I'm killing I'm killing other serial killers too when they're babies though. So like based on my back and time I'm gonna fuck Hitler as a baby because he's an evil fuck.
2: That's a little strong, but I okay.
1: So so that's so that's what that's what the video was like intended There's to There's a
2: whole pedophile on Family Guy.
1: Yeah, I know. Hey guys, I just want to cut the pops in <laughs> <laughs> Get over here, fat bitch. <laughs> 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 You're so funny, Mister. <laughs> okay, relax. Yeah, she was hilarious. But but like uh, honestly, does it? If c- if context matters, then okay. But
2: uh, okay, to answer my question right now, then all right. Yeah. So there's a pedophile on Family Guy. So do we cancel Family Guy as well now?
1: I should, I should have been canceled with all the fucked up shit they do. Be able they, they beat up a tranny. <laughs> they made they made They made Quagmire's mom a tranny. You know, like Brian slept with her and it has a whole out, outbreak. Sometimes you can't. Can you cancel cartoons? I don't think you can. Oh, that's so fucking hard. Like, d- okay, is comedy canceled in general? Do you think comedy should be canceled?
2: No, I feel like there's only. Okay, Louis C.K. is a little different.
1: I heard that he didn't actually. I heard that he asked the women in the room, "Do you mind if I jack off?" And they all said, "Yeah."
2: No, you should still shouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean you should. I'm this, this is what this is from Joe Rogan's podcast. But uh, the story, yeah, nasty fuck. <laughs> the story, the story, the story of Joe. Uh, Joe, K. the
2: nasty fuck. I
1: don't know. I wouldn't do it because I'm not the kind of person.
2: I don't pull my pants down until a female is o- wants to pull them down. You're married. No. Okay, just because she's in the room, you can't do that. You cannot. You can't do that. You should not be okay as a man pulling your pants down in front of a woman. Can you stop kissing the mic? Go ahead. Go ahead. You should <laughs> not be okay with pulling your pants out and showing your dick to another woman unless she's okay with it.
1: Yeah, so you're Right. That's true. I will see a lie in that. And you're right. But if
2: there is a room of women that say yes,
1: I'm pretty sure not all of them said yes. Uh, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know.
2: Okay. That's all I'm saying.
1: But you're probably right, though. Probably so why you know people say yes. Unless in you're groups. in
2: the porn industry. You should not be pulling your dick out in front of a group of women.
1: You're absolutely right. Now, I think that the uh, Rick and Morty thing is a little too far. I think he's a sick comedic genius for a way, because the Rick and Morty episodes are wild.
2: We're not. I'm not canceling Rick and Morty. Okay. Now, if you can pull the artistry away from people, I'm pulling his artistry away.
1: Okay. You know why I'm smiling? Yeah, I know <laughs> why I'm smiling.
2: But that's what I'm saying. If we if we're allowed to do that, that's what I'm doing. Ricky Morty <laughs> is a complete separate <laughs> entity from what he did as a person. Okay. I love Rick and Morty. I
1: don't know how you feel. I'm watching I'm
2: I'm waiting for season three to be on Hulu. Uh,
1: but he pushed it back like another year or two because he says it's cancelled it itself all the backlash you get from people trying to cancel his shit cancel culture should be cancelled altogether <laughs> fuck cancel culture okay you cannot cancel people because you don't like what they're doing you cannot support them but don't make people want to cancel them because you think it's a good idea you know what i'm tired of i'm tired of these people i'm tired of these people going out there dictating what the world feels and what we should be doing when they make up a small percentage of people that really want to do some shit like that like the people want tear tell crystal Columbus statue they're not black lives matter people for the most part they're r- radical left-wing people who want that shit done how do you feel about people how do you feel about this left-wing people take over uh roots not roots but you know in seattle they're going wild right now the, the whole NAFTA, what's it called
2: yeah whatever
1: yeah they're going wild right now they hijacked the whole black lives matter platform i feel like that's the majority of people who say that wild shit in the guise of black lives matter the same people who are out there looking same people out there who are massaging black people's feet and washing their feet are those same radicals. <coughs> How do you feel about them?
2: I don't know enough of that story to be honest with you. I know they took over like what was it, like seven blocks of Seattle. Yeah, and, they
1: and they the
2: police can't come in.
1: Well, I think I think they got broken up, but they had a thing called Chad or whatever. Yeah, and um, supposed to be like a, uh, supposed to be their own little city with no borders, with no like um, basically a utopia, right? Yeah. And the first thing they did was they put up borders in <coughs> different areas.
2: I think it. I think it definitely went far left from what we were. F- what wha- what the fight was for. Yeah, the I fight I was to not do that.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the th- they t- they Because now
2: you're creating inequality.
1: Yeah, they they took over this whole area of uh, shopping centers and they created its own little territory. And the first thing they did was put up borders. They had police. They created their own police to police the area. Anybody with a camera they kind of beat them up, and it was just like they realized that wow, we can't have this utopia over here because we don't want shit stolen either. Yeah. So that's wild. It's a little weird.
2: You know what I'm also tired of, mm-hmm. since we're on the things that we're tired of? Yeah, go away. I'm tired of the women. I'm tired of the people that I see hashtagging save the children, yet you want to sit here and say, oh, you should be legal to come over here, and now that your child isn't legal, those kids should be in cages.
1: Hell yeah, you're right. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing Hashtag Save the Children when these people are only doing a hashtag. What are they actually doing to Save the Children? Nothing. What are they actually not doing? Not a fucking their thing. Like, what are they actually doing? They're to help still them? dropping their kids off at their mom's house. Like, honestly, it, it, I think Save the Children, it starts at home. As a parent, you have to teach your kid, for one, stop saying private parts, say penis and vagina. If somebody touches your kid's penis or vagina, say, hey, it's okay, tell me that. Because those are not bad words. You know, because it, cause it could get misconstrued. Say your kid goes to school. With dick and pussy. Yeah. Either
2: one works. You That's just f- what, no, what I'm saying is it gets misconstrued like that. Yeah. Like they think it's a bad word, like dick and pussy, but it's, it's like, nuts. no, you should say penis and vagina.
1: Exactly. You have to say it because um, there's a story out. This girl, the five year old girl went to school, tell her teacher, Oh, my uh, uncle touched my cookie, or licked my cookie. And she thought, Oh, she, she licked his her cookie. Just get another one. Six months later, the mom goes to school and teacher, oh, she had bruises right down here. And uh, her uncle did it. And she's like, oh, shit, she told me that uncle licked her cookie like three months ago, six months ago. And uh, it just But didn't she didn't connect the two. No. So I think we have to stop teaching kids those and tell them it's okay to say, hey, I don't feel comfortable. Hey, I don't want you touching me. I don't want to hug you. We have to let kids uh, express how they feel nowadays. Like, it's no longer... And it's it's stop like
2: forcing your kids to hug people they don't want to hug.
1: Yeah, it's not the old days anymore where uh, you could do that, you know, like, you can't do that shit anymore. You have to be more cognizant of it because... Like, just, just like with spanking, too. When I was younger... Oh, speaking of spanking, let's talk about that, too. No, go ahead.
2: Because I want to see where you're going with this.
1: No, when I was younger, um, I used to get hit. I used to get whooped. You know, it wasn't a bad thing. I was like, okay, I got whooped. It's fine. You know, uh, it happened. It was like common in the 90s. That's how you discipline your kids. As I got older and older now, I would not spank my kids now. Because I know that doesn't really work. Spanking me did not make me behave, misbehave more it made me not get caught more. <laughs> like, honestly, that's what it does. But spanking, I don't think spanking doesn't work for all kids. You know, so I wouldn't do it. You know, I may pop my kid every now and then for something stupid, but I would never beat my kid over the little stuff that we all got hit, we all got both. with. Yeah. It's just not appropriate anymore. And as you grow a society, that's what you have to do. You have to change and evolve. And I know now that talking <laughs> and educating them more is it will, might be working better. The
2: problem for me is I don't know how to officially articulate my feelings.
1: That's why you got your wife here to do it for you. And you learn as you get older. Your I'm 27. K- yeah, but you know what th- but your kids are not at that age yet where they can have a, where you can talk to your kids right now, say, oh, this is why it's wrong, and explain to them. It ta- it's, it's a growing process. No, and do you, you know, know
2: how to correctly articulate how you're feeling? And convey it in a way that somebody else can understand it on an emotional level?
1: I think we all do. Do
2: you know how to do that? I'm not asking about all. I said, do you? I said, do you, Johnny? Yes, I do. You think you can do that?
1: Yeah, I think I can talk to my nephews in a way to express my emotions to say, why are you not doing something? Not
2: express your emotions. (laughs) You have to convey it so they feel it emotionally.
1: Yeah, of course. Come on. When your mom talked to you when you were younger and she just yelled at you, you didn't start start crying. Or when she talks to you about something that's disappointing you, then I hit like a fucking knife to your heart.
2: I never was told that I don't think
1: Yeah see but she did They'll say oh man I'm really disappointed in you You let me down Those words are like Knives to the heart for some people Yeah there's and keywords to For every emotion Yeah And so those emotions too You can't pr- You can't convey somebody With your words It just It just takes time and practice And know what your kid likes And how it affects your kid My mom knew that yelling at me Was, was worse than Was better than whooping me Because it stuck with me more Yeah so parents have the keys to the kids. That shouldn't stick with me. Parents have the keys to the kids. Some kids have to be disciplined a certain way, but whooping you has not scarred you emotionally as you got older. Would you say?
2: I don't think it has scars anybody emotionally.
1: I think that some kids it does scar. And I think for some no kids. No, it no, no,
2: no. There's a difference between getting a whooping and beaten, and you've been beaten by your parents. You're right. There's a difference. There's a, a
1: complete <laughs> difference. Th- okay, child abuse and discipline. Let's, let's do let's do categories. There's a fine yeah. line between it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's not a laughing matter, but I totally but agree. But whenever you
2: do it so constantly that you're putting bruises and there's n- no longer a reason, the parent just thinks that it's keeping you in line, that's child abuse. You don't keep your <coughs> child in line by beating them. You got a point? I'm not saying it's okay to hit your kids. I'm just saying there's a fine line.
1: Yeah, but I, don't, I, don't, I know where you're coming from right now. And we make come from the same school of discipline. But as we got older, we just interpret it differently. You know, I think there's a fine line between discipline and abuse, too, as well. You know, there's a uh, there's difference between a whooping and a fucking beating.
2: Yeah, I was never abused.
1: Yeah, so I understand completely. And so I agree. But when you say you don't know how to articulate how you feel to your child to convey that emotion. I you couldn't can. even do it to you. But you know what, though? If you tried, you could. You have before. How on this podcast a couple times we we, we convince me how you felt with your words. You say yourself short right now, like you can't do it. When you have done it before, listen to some of the episodes we talked. <laughs> I don't listen back. Okay. I listen <laughs> back when I edit, <laughs> and that's stop. it. But there are some episodes where you have to evade that emotion, so you can't stop that. You know. But anyway, speaking of that, you did you? See I saw. Sh- I sh- I sh- Lauren sh- Hill's daughter. Yes. When she d- so you <laughs> cry, baby ass. I'm gonna stop there. Stop. It, don't call out her name, bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no. I'll say right now for Lauren Hill's daughter. She recently made a rant on social media about was her it
2: was it like a live stream? Was that was is that is that what was going I on?
1: I don't really care. But anyway, she made a live stream or uh, a rant about her m- about coming out about her mom abusing her as a kid,
2: claiming she was abusing her as a kid.
1: I don't doubt it, but <laughs> but the abuse. You stalk- don't doubt it. But as she's talking to you about this abuse, as a kid that grew up in the 90s and 2000s, as Early of 2000s. Yeah. It didn't sound like abuse. It sounded like she just got a whooping. And for me, it felt like she was trying to make it seem worse than what it is. She was talking about, I heard my parents yelling and fighting about some things. Uh, my mom would tell me to fix my face. i fix it for you if I was crying. Forcing me to fix my face. And she would whoop me with a belt or a switch, you know. Not one hit, but four or five hits, you know, and uh, basically, like when I was crying, she was like, "Fix my face, f- fix your face where I'll fix it for you." All these things that she described sounds like discipline to me. Yeah, it did. And it, it's just so it is so obvious that what happened for her was that she went through she went with her friends to private school, you know, some of her rich white friends. And she's trying to tell a story about the time her mom hit her or whooped her. And she's laughing about it, saying it's funny. And her friends are saying, no, that's not funny. That's like child abuse. She said her mom was a sl- modern-day slave owner. Yeah, like my mom beat me. And she told me to fix my face when she fixes it for me. No, that's child abuse. <laughs> <you know laughs> right. That's child abuse. She should not do it like that. Your parents argued in front of you. You heard that? you P- boo
2: fucking who?
1: Maybe I'm just being salty because she's rich and I'm not, but <laughs> but your mom was one of the best R and B artists with one of the best groups, the Fugees. She has a whole classic album, "Mr. Hits to Lauren Hill." She is known as she is known as Miss Lauren Hill. Yeah, everybody knows her like that. She is, if not one of the best artists of the nineties,
2: she's if not one of the most recognized artists of our generation.
1: Rapper and singer.
2: D- yeah, and she was a sister act too. Why you have to throw that in there? that
1: was a classic too. Okay. But no, it it just I it just baffles me because your mom gave you every single opportunity in this world to make something of yourself to make a mom bash
2: her as soon as you get a phone.
1: Yeah, the, okay, if you if you're, really, if you're really traumatized by that action of your mom, approach her or go to therapy for it and then talk to her about it. but don't bash her online.
2: Don't do it in front of
1: everybody You, like you know, have respect dick. have respect for your mother. Bitch. But it's so wow, what do you think about that? You know? I'm just so heartbroken. My uh, Lauren, adopt me, okay? <laughs> you just want to be
0: rich. Nah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Killing me softly with his words. Telling my whole life with his song.
2: And on the next episode, we'll have telling America's everybody. Got Talent with our first contestant, Johnny.
1: La, la, la.
2: It's going to be a no for me, bud.
1: Is that a Simon Cowell No.
2: It's all of the... That's no. why he
1: broke your back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she was... I
2: feel like the same way. I think somebody got into her head and was like, Yo, no, you were abused. You have to understand what's going on in your life. You have to understand why your mentality is the way it is. You're fine because you perfectly articulated that you got whooped because you did something stupid.
1: Fix your face, hoe.
2: <laughs> I'm going to bleep that.
1: All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but that's just how wild it is. And... <coughs> Right now, look, we're, we're not advocating for child abuse at all. We're not doing any of that. We're advocating just for no, being. No, because we
2: just sat here and said you shouldn't hit your kids, yeah. period.
1: So we're just advocating for being better parents and knowing more and doing better. That's all we could really ask. And we yes, I checked it, but let's talk. Let's go back before we end it Let's save the children because there are children out there, children out there that should be saved and have to need help. But the way people are doing it online, they're just pandering right now. A hashtag is not going to save a kid. I don't believe. I think there's better ways of doing it. I think you start at home, and I think you also start in programs that help save children that are victims of sex crimes, and also you help you help minorities right now who are in those cages that are taken by ICE that can be separated from their families and go back to Mexico.
2: And those ICE agents are fucking those kids, in case you wanted to know. I
1: would disagree with that, but fuck ICE. Cuz I saw a movie. Uh
2: oh, you you to disagree?
1: No, not anymore. I saw after I saw Immigration on Netflix. Fuck ICE and what they stand for, because one. As an entity, all as an entity, all you guys showed who you got your true colors. In Netflix "On the Ice" documentary, our series, it shows you these ice agents going day to day in different cities, arresting and deporting these immigrants. Yes. Now, the fucked up part about it is that I can understand even I can understand why you would deport a felon. I, I totally get that. I'm not going to I'm not going to debate that or argue that because it's something that. You're in this country illegally and you do something wrong that like you shouldn't be doing, and you're abusing somebody or doing some crime, you deserve to leave and get deported because second chances don't happen like that. Yeah. But anyway, they go into a house, right? And they find, they, they, first of all, they have, to be, they have to be invited in. They cannot come in, like the police, but they, but they pretend to be police. yeah, uh, let us in, we're cops. No, they're not. They're not cops at all. Don't let them in. But these people will let them because they're so nice. And once they get inside there... They find out who's, w- who, who's the one supposed to be deported, who's the felon. They find them, right, and stay in the house with three other individuals, and you guys don't have uh, records at all, but you're all illegal, uh, they will take you guys all. They'll call in and they'll be like, oh, I have three collaterals here. Three fucking collaterals. They call them, cl- not people, they call them collateral, they'll call em people. And these people are saying, yeah, take them all three, take all three of them. And God forbid they cannot find a person they're looking for, they will just get the numbers to take them away anyway. I'm sorry, but go go look up that documentary on uh um, I will watch that on Netflix. It's a hard watch, you know. I I I share tears with that because it's so heartbreaking and that uh, people do want people really want their family to be doing better and um sometimes they just can't and it's hard, you know. Um, what would you do if you were born in another country and right next door you had the number one country in the world? Opportunities, the American dream. Would you not try to take it? People still in this world sell drugs and they try to get to the top and we don't scold them for doing that. But we get mad people f- we get mass from another country to do the same thing we're doing. It's hard. And also it shows you that like It's again another fine line. Yeah, and then like ninety five percent of people ninety five percent of legal immigrants in this country, they don't come to Mexico, they don't come from Mexico, they come from other countries. They come on planes, they come to Canada. I know and they just stay here. Yeah, and no problem. I've seen so many Mexicans and Haitians and Dominicans and Cubans—not Cubans, but Dominicans, Haitians, Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans are citizens. Sorry, Dominicans, Haitians, and Mexicans and Venezuelans get deported. But you didn't see any Russian, Eastern European people, any um, UK, any Canadians, any Swedish people getting deported, or even Africans for some for that point too, because. Well, Africans picked too, but not as much as the other demographics were. All right, so my little ending rat right there. All right. This has
2: been the <laughs> MC Podcast brought to you by Nixon Nails. Go to com and make sure you pick up a new curl juice.
1: It's called Curl Cream. Curl straight. Cream. Sorry. And don't forget that beard you oil. Don't, you don't have to be so angry with me. That beard oil make it look nice. You, know, you got a rough beard at home, it won't grow in. Get that cream. Put it in. Are you using it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm Native American. <laughs> 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 All right, <so laughs> <laughs> this is Giants MC. This was the. We went off the rails, but we have to do it.
2: Next week, we'll finally talk about two chains and Rick Ross.
1: Finally, we get to there. <laughs> Don't worry. Practice makes perfect, and we practice in 10,000 hours. Play us out. Ooh, what you got? it <laughs>